as you walk through the forest, imagine you are taking a trip back in time. 6,000 years ago, in the Wild Wood era, woodland covered 75% of the British Isles. What animals might have roamed here, in forests that stretched as far as the eye could see, or as far as your feet can measure? As you walk, and it's safe to do so, stray away from the path into the wooded undergrowth. Feel the different sensations underfoot, fallen leaves, twigs, moss. Keep going through the undergrowth, choosing whichever direction feels right to you, until you find a place to stop for a moment, where you won't be disturbed. You can pause this guide while you find the right place. Now, in your chosen spot, close your eyes and once again breathe deeply. Open your senses to the world around you. What can you smell? Can you smell the moist undergrowth of the forest floor? The fresh green smell of disturbed leaves? Petrol fumes? What can you hear? Are there birds above you in the canopy? Can you hear the wind rustling the leaves? Can you hear the footsteps or movements of animals in the forest? Can you hear the road noise? What do your senses tell you about the woodland, which are different from the open grassy area we came from? Pause the field guide and make a voice note describing differences that you have noticed. Now that you are tuned into your surroundings, open your eyes again. Look around you for the largest nearby tree. We're going to do a little experiment. Walk up to the trunk, and for the next minute or two, slowly walk around this tree and try to count the number of different organisms which are living on it or around it. Look near the base and around the trunk for insects. Look up into the branches for birds or other plants using the tree as a scaffolding to climb towards the sunlight. Look closely at the bark and branches to see if there are mosses, fungi, or in particular, lichens growing. Take photos of as many of these as you can find. What do you notice about these little forest lichens? Do they seem different to the lichens we found on the wall earlier? Lichens come in all sorts of shades, white, gray, green, turquoise, and yellow. What color is yours? Keep an eye out as you walk and take photos of new lichens you find. You'll be able to identify them using one of the links in the description to see if they can tell you something about the air quality where you are. Once you've taken your photos, let's keep walking. You can rejoin the path if you like, or keep going through the undergrowth. As you walk, look down at the collection of leaves, twigs, and earth which litters the forest floor beneath your feet. 
In this soft layer between the earth and the sky, you will find vegetation in various states of decomposition. It's an incredibly rich and biodiverse world, home to many species of invertebrates, fungi, bacteria, algae, and archaea, which break down the fallen debris of the forest, converting it into nutrients which get absorbed into the earth. Part of a vital cycle of growth and decay shared by all ecosystems. The forest floor is also, tragically, a place where you can often very easily see the damage that humans are doing to the planet. Have you seen any crisp packets, plastic bottles, cans or other rubbish in the forest today? For you, it's easy to spot that these brightly coloured crumpled pieces of packaging are waste that has been discarded. Animals that live in the forest, though, are often tricked into trying to eat this rubbish by the smells and flavours that it gives off. Smaller animals can get trapped by plastic bags and bottles and might suffocate or starve. If they do manage to eat something like a crisp packet, plastic in their body can disrupt their hormonal systems and even cause a fatal intestinal blockage. Take photos of any litter that you can see on the forest floor around you. Next time you come to these woods, you should bring some gloves and a litter picker and a bag and do your local forest a favour by taking the rubbish away. Keep walking around your patch of woodland. As you walk, cast your imagination below to the uppermost soil horizon, deeper into the dark earth beneath your feet. Here, vast root networks in symbiosis with colonies of microscopic fungi connect to form an underground forest-wide communication and support system. Through this mycorrhizal network, trees can share nutrients and water. Young saplings who struggle to reach sunlight on the dark forest floor are fed sugars by neighbouring larger trees to help them grow. Trees can even send each other warning messages about drought, disease or insect attacks. In response to these warnings, trees change their behaviour to prepare for the danger. The network is like the brain of the forest a collective intelligence. Stop where you are and look at the trees around you. Stand very still. Imagine you are a young tree looking up at your older, bigger neighbours. This could be your family. What do you think they might be saying to each other right now? What are they saying to you? Take a video while turning slowly on the spot, showing all the trees around you. Trees take CO2, a greenhouse gas, out of the air and produce the oxygen that we and other animals breathe. Since the dawn of human civilization, the Earth's population of trees has almost fallen by half. We are going to need these trees and many more who are going to stop climate change. This field guide is part of the Museum of Open Windows. 
a new kind of museum, connecting real people and existing museums around the world to share knowledge and experiences and to inspire climate action.